This podcast has been brought to you by the Ennis Herald, a student-run newspaper of the Ennis College. Welcome to the very first episode of the Ennis Herald podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Catherine. This is Josie. From Ennis Herald Masshead. We're so thrilled to start this new podcast project and be able to meet our newspaper audiences through this engaging medium. As for today's episode, we are going to talk about the end of edition wrap-up by looking back this year's Ennis Herald volumes and highlighting some fun memories that we had. So how do you feel about that? Definitely excited. I am through the roof, basically. Awesome. And before we start everything, I just want to ask how you're feeling today. Um, right now, it's it's interesting. I think it's a bit of a mixed bag, I guess, with the weather and like, you know, it's pretty, but there's also nasty snow and all of that. I feel like right now is like, you know, we just got off from reading week and now we're going back into um, uh, in person, um, which is not as great I mean it's going back to the whole concept of commuting for me because I live Aww. outside of Toronto which is it's, it's a reasonable commute it's not bad it's just two hours every day back and forth so That's a lot it is a lot and like I don't want to be commuting three times a week just um, so that I can like get the class in person, even though I love in person, having to do with the TTC is crowded. It's it's not really nice, and of course, you know, it's assignments and essays and eventual tests and stuff. To me, I'm just looking forward to the summer. The summer is where I get a chance to celebrate my birthdays and against to like you know actually enjoy the weather. So right. with COVID notwithstanding but yeah that's kind of my mentality right now I'm just just waiting for summer (laughs) looking forward to summer yeah I agree yeah I'm not gonna lie uh, the semester has been pretty tough and um, now that we're transitioning into in person I'm very nervous I'm also a commuter I commute about two hours one way to Toronto and then two hours back um, so <laughs> I'm definitely not excited, but I'm lucky enough to only have class one day a week. So it's not the worst thing ever, but it's also not the I'm most ideal. But yeah, the online and hybrid learning has been really hard, I guess, personally to adapt to. But it's also been really beneficial. As someone with certain like health and physical problems, it's made my like accessibility to course materials and lectures a lot easier. Um, But I feel like my social life um, has taken a huge backseat, Um, you know, being online and and two hours away from the city is definitely hard. And also like commuting from my area is super rough and dangerous when the weather is bad um, because it's really cold here. Like we just had like a bunch of snow days this week for like high school students for my younger siblings over here. Um, so it's really, it's really cold up here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been difficult, but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just really blessed to, you know, still be in school, still have, you know, a safe and healthy family amidst all, you know, the COVID-19, um, challenges and changes that, that it brought. But yeah, I agree with Catherine. I'm just excited for summer and the warm weather and going to the beach and um, yeah, a lot of vitamin D from sunshine. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but every single winter, I've been struggling with like you know my emotions and everything. And um, I'm I would say I'm not having a good experience in this winter as well. Um, but like especially the fact that like all my classes are like online before reading week. So since like beginning of like the winter semester, I felt so lonely and depressed in my own room, like doing nothing, was staring at my computer screen. Like I no- honestly never imagined my university experience to be like. Like this, so the clash between my uni expectations and reality is just making me upset and so sad. And this makes me wonder if anyone else is also feeling missed out in uni experience. I know I'm in second year, but um, Catherine is in third year, and then Josie, I think you're in fifth year, right? Since you guys experienced like pre-COVID university life that I never did, I'm wondering if you guys like, had any like fun experience that I like, you know, I missed out. Um, definitely when it comes to like. Uh, seasonal depression I definitely feel you and relate to you on that topic um yeah it's been it's been a hard hard winter um so hopefully definitely summer is going to be a little bit nicer especially on everyone's mental health but in terms of like missing out on certain like in this community things um yeah yeah I'm a fifth year now and definitely the way university life was before COVID-19. It was really, it was really crazy experience, not gonna lie. (laughs) Um, I lived on residence for my first uh, two to three years um, here, and it was really nice. I really loved being inside the residence and just being able to have so much social and community building, like literally right at your front door. And uh, there was also so many in-person social events that, that happened throughout the year. Like we had these Innis commuter events where we would just give out like free tons of foods from like uh, the ICSS. They would host those. There was also uh, my favorite, favorite event of the entire year, which was Innis Formal. It's basically like a mini prom that we got to go to and dress up and, you know, have fun at. That was one of my all-time favorite events. And it's it was sad, like literally right before COVID happened. I'm pretty sure we all got the calls around like March that the university was closing and had to come back. The Innis Formal literally happened on February 27th um, that year. So it was literally like that was our last event, our last hurrah to like see everybody. And then next week, you know, didn't see some people for like two years. Still haven't seen some people since that last event. It used to be a, a tight-knit community too. Like a lot of people knew a lot of people who are from Innis. You would see each other at every single event. To me, at least, I don't know who is Innis, who isn't Innis. Walking around on campus, uh, you know, even just at the college, so many new faces, so many new people. It, it's a, a little bit more lonely feeling, but I'm sure returning to campus now and hopefully continuing on with the next semesters following up, we'll, we'll build that tight-knit community back up. Yeah, in terms of like first years, because really the only time I had like a pre-COVID experience was my first year. So basically the first six months of the university experience for me was in person and even though it was terrifying for me as a first year never knowing what university was like and had all of these weird perceptions of it I think um eventually it became this like really cool um thing for me I unlike Josie I was not someone who lived on res even though I don't really like commuting as much um commuting was better I feel it was fine in terms of what it was like uh there's three things that I I came up with the first thing is that 
you check the thing that we have to like do in the mornings or whenever we come to like enter any building is did not exist. We did not have to sign up into you check and fill out the questionnaire of like COVID, obviously, because there was no COVID to be had. But um, yeah, we didn't have to sign in to go into any of the library to kind of like, oh, Valified, you're a student. The final thing I think that a lot of, I guess, first year or second year students now are currently missing from their lives is access to the King College Circle Green because we have a construction. The King College Circle did not have construction. It was just a little patch of green grass and it was like in a nice little circle area. It was pretty. A lot of people would just take a bunch of pictures. And I feel like if you searched up the University of Toronto, it's like that particular spot in front of University College is the iconic picture correct me if i'm wrong is that is that correct right oh yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah it was a really nice space it yeah. was just a so it's just a nice space to walk to meet people make friends and stuff and like when i didn't even know that they were doing construction on it during the pandemic until like last fall when i was hosting like a um a campus tour for my sister and her friends who were coming to UFT. And we just, I was like, okay, I already mapped out the route, but then I see Hart House is blocked off to just get to the King's College. And I'm like, what in the world is happening? And I was so sad ever since. <laughs> so yeah, that's a couple of things that I feel like a lot of people are missing in terms of what UFT used to be like or how it had changed within a couple years <laughs> like hearing this stuff like you know all the stuff that I missed out kind of makes me really sad but um I guess life goes on and hopefully I'll be able to experience what you guys experience hopefully before I graduate um but yeah and like even though I said like, I was jealous of you guys I'm sure you guys also faced many missed opportunities as a senior student you know upper year is like a crucial moment for students to connect with professors and plan their futures ahead so like how's your COVID experiences like as an upper year student? Um, it's been really interesting on the one hand it's been um, okay like being online most of my classes are only like 30 to 50 students so it's not the worst thing. Um, I had like one class where it was like almost 200 people on Zoom and it was just like chaos. Like the chat was just going the entire time. But um, in terms of like academics, it hasn't been too bad. Um, I actually find like emailing professors lately and stuff like that has been really, really cool and chill. And um, they've opened up like um, a lot of like opportunities to talk with students, like zoom sessions where you can write together with like professors and stuff like that but in terms of like again social life um missing out on not only like my graduation party that will be coming up this year but all the graduation parties of all my friends and um just like a crucial moment to celebrate you know achieving you know your bachelor at uft it's just uh it's just a little sad and um, underwhelming. I know a lot of other people who have graduated felt that too. Graduating in the middle of the pandemic was really rough for um, some of my close friends, especially like those of us who may be first in the family getting, you know, 
this degree, it means a lot, a lot, a lot to, I know my family particularly. Um, so not being able to celebrate, you know, your achievements, it's uh, lackluster, I guess. But, um, you know, there's so many other also in-person activities that um, you look forward to being an upper year that I guess are all canceled or have to shift onto online. And also like a lot of shifts in friendships and relationships that have occurred um, you know, used to be able to have that really cool, tight-knit community here and, you know, be on residence and talk to everyone. But um, maybe if you had to go home or commute, you can't see anyone as much anymore. Or, But yeah, it's, it's definitely had its pros in some ways, but definitely a lot of cons um, in other ways. Yeah, um, I will say, but even when I was in high school, I had a better graduation um you know even though it was super long and you know I just had a traditional way of sending out and it was really cool you know and then I enter university and my first experience of my first year is having a little bit of a taste of it and then all of it is like pandemic on top of that like I'm a commuter as well so I've never really stayed on campus longer than six o'clock. So I had no idea what people do at night or what the, even at in a college, even before the pandemic, there was uh, this tradition that the CSU, I believe, and Innis College does where they basically host a movie night on Fridays. Um, and I love movies. I even considered like having a little minor in cinema studies. I wanted to like participate in one of those like movie sessions, maybe invite a friend, have some popcorn, go to the theaters. Cause I've actually had one of the, my classes in the theaters uh, at Ennis College and it's gorgeous, you know, it's super fun, um, including the main hall, of course, but you know, I wanted to have that experience. I wanted to have a friend who lived that residence and I could just basically between classes just walk over to their dorm and just say hi and like, hey, here's what I want to do. Just kind of like chill out. Like what I've always wanted, but I never really made a lot of friends because again, it was in first year. I didn't really, I was pretty shy and I didn't, I was a commuter and I didn't really go out much. I was very restrictive in who I interacted with. Despite that, even though I, you know, I never got a chance to do any more fun stuff, I feel like in second year, things really ramp up in the social life. I discovered Discord and I've been a huge fan member of creating Discord for classes. Um, and we, I made my best friend there. Um, who I still talk today. I then created more Discord groups for other classes. Not all of them were successful, of course. It really depends on the people who are in your group to really make that community strive. But I feel like it's always been a fun time to be on Discord and other groups uh, for my classes to meet people, see how they think about different issues and just have a good time and actually meet people instead of just attending lectures every day and just leave essentially so it's always been for me it always the pandemic while of course 
sad, depressing, and scary at times. It has, for me, been a time of me getting a chance to know people better, know my family better, um, make new friends, um, and sort of understand what it means to be a university student. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely appreciated the time we've had so far. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, and I, like I agree that Discord like really saved my um social life. Taking classes, you were not like able to connect with people, your like fellow students as much as you could in in-person classes. So having that Discord and you know for me like even messengers, having like group chats and messengers really helped me you know talk about the lectures and you know with the friends and students. And yeah, it really helped me. So. Although Zoom University is really hard, but like I like how students find a way to like socialize and connect with each other in the midst of pandemic as well. Um, but like personally for me, I feel like in-person allows students to connect better. So hopefully COVID gets better and then we'll be able to have the full university experience that we hope to have. Next up, we have invited Rishib to read one of his famous Herald short story and have an interview with him. Welcome, everybody, to the short story segment of the Innisfil podcast. Uh, we have a special guest, Rispis uh, Paddis, who is going to be sharing his short story, Clockworker, from the third edition of the Innisfil. Welcome. <laughs> uh, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. So just before we get into the short story segment, could you just introduce yourself to the audience, who you are, what your program, um, why you got yourself into writing, writing the story, stuff like that. Uh, sure, I can try. Um, so my name is Rishi Prakash. I'm a second year. I'm, um, I'm a math specialist and also a computer science major. I, I like to write things in my free time. It's just, uh, as, it's just a nice way of not doing math when I don't want to sometimes. So it gives me a chance to take a break from math. Uh, and yeah, sometimes different things pop out. The clockwork was one of them. I will say that when I was reading the short story, I was like really into it. Because there, there had been a lot of like short stories that have been submitted to the Innis Herald. And if you're listening, uh, the Innis Herald does accept short stories, um, not just articles. So if you ever want to be more creative in that sense, you can, of course, contribute in that sense. But like, I, it's been a while since I've added got a chance to read a short story that really immersed myself in a world for a very short time. So, and I was just had so many questions, but of course I will leave them to the end. But I just wanted to kind of like, demonstrate why I chose your work out of so many contributions. Thank you, thank you. That is very nice to hear. All right, so I will let you start off with reading of The Clockworker. The Clockworker. Rob sighed as he stood up, feeling his joints creak. He was getting too old for this, he thought. Maybe he should look into some other work. And Advil thought he knew he would never act on. He couldn't. 
He looked out the window and was surprised to see the darkness that had fallen. You would think a clockmaker, of all people, would be better able to keep track of time. His thoughts were broken by the ringing bell. Customers this late were quite rare. He raised his eyebrows as he got a closer look at his newest patron. Customers younger than 10 were even rarer. How can I help you, dear? Are you lost? He asked the young girl in rags standing before him. She had a worried look in her eyes and something clutched tightly in her hands. Are you Rob the old timer? He couldn't help chuckling at the nickname. <laughs> a far more appropriate one than the gnomers intended. I think that's what they call me. How may I be of a service? She placed the item on his desk, having to stand on her tiptoes to do so. They said you're good with this kind of stuff. Could you maybe fix Ian? The plea in her eyes and voice was far too evident. He looked at the mess of nuts and bolts on his desk that could have been humanoid in some distant past. I'm afraid this little guy has seen some rough days. I'm not sure I can do much to save him. I understand, she said glumly. It's just, it's just I've had him forever and, and he was my friend and, and. Her voice trailed off, unable to finish the sentence. All her nervous energy had instantly dissipated, replaced by the lethargy of sorrow. He was sure he could just about see the tears in the corners of her eyes. Tell you what, he found himself saying, knowing it was a bad idea. Once again, you would think someone like him would have greater control over themselves. Why don't you sit there by the fire and warm up a bit? I'll take a look at Ian and see what I can do. He watched her walk glumly to the fireplace and sit down on the armchair. Luckily, it was facing away from him. Well, there was only one thing he could do. Making sure she wasn't looking, he slowly peeled off his gloves and lightly tapped his chest, feeling the crystal that rested within. Out of habit, he looked out to make sure there were no city guards around. Not that he needed to. His clothes hid the incriminating green glow. Ah well, it never hurt to be too careful, given that the alternative was unpleasant, to say the least. Anyway, no time to think about that now. He pulled some of the power from the crystal and sent it towards the doll. The metallic sheets bent themselves into their original shapes, sometimes seeming to grow out of nowhere. The screws began to straighten themselves out and fly into place under Rob's silent command. The dust and grime disappeared from every nook and cranny. If Eva was going to do this, we would do this properly, thank you very much. A small thin man with a crude smile painted on began to form in his hands. Once everything was set, Rob let the gears whirl back into life. The girl awoke with a start at the noise. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wake you up, he said gently. I wasn't sleeping, she replied, rubbing the sleep out of her drooping eyelids. Are you done? I think so, Rob replied. Take a look and tell me if there's something I've missed. The girl wound up the key at the doll's back. When she let go, the doll began awkwardly walking across the counter while doing a dance. The girl gave a squeal of joy and joined in with the dancing. Rob gave a small smile. It was worth it, he supposed. She, she suddenly stopped and dug around in her pocket bringing out two copper coins. I'm sorry, I don't have much to pay you with. This is all I have right now, she said meekly. Rob wrapped her fists around the coins. You pay me by getting yourself a nice meal. Unfortunately, not something I can get you myself. Now, go before it gets even darker. She grinned and ran out. Rob smiled and then winced as he stood up once more. His joints felt a decade older. They pretty much are, muttered to himself. 
As he blew out the candles, he felt the cracks in his crystal widen. Not a trick he would be able to pull off many more times. Retirement was a few weeks closer now. The end. Yeah, this is my um, first time hearing it read out loud. I didn't get to read it in the paper. Um, so very nice work. Um, I honestly envy all creative writers because I feel like I have no creative abilities when it comes to that. So <laughs> um, yeah, you should you should be really proud. Thank you, thank you. You know, as someone who also do, does a bit of writing and I do a bit of creative writing myself, you know, I've always like wrote blogs and like uh, hosted podcasts, but for other writers, so like this is how you improve, this is how whatever. And so I, I just, I was just really curious as to what inspires you for this, uh, this story. It definitely has a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't say dystopian, but like a lot of sci-fi-ish sort of like uh, more grounded, like a lot of like mechanical sort of thing. So what got you into this? Uh, it's it's a, I don't know, it's a bit difficult to say. Um, so first of all, I've always loved, I've always loved stories where like a character sacrifices themselves, even if it's in my way or in a major way, especially when the sacrifice isn't like, isn't noticed by others. So that's that's kind of a thing that happens in this where the Rob, he, he gives uh, a little bit of his energy of his life to, to, to make this doll. And you know, I always just like loves those kind of stories. Um, also, um, I think uh, one of the big, bigger reasons that this story came about, which I don't know if anybody realized, because uh, this is one of those like very minor jokes almost or details that I'm assuming that I'm saying most people wouldn't notice, but like it's kind of it's the kind of thing that makes me giggle. Um, so at some point, uh, they say uh, it says that uh, his name is Rob the Old Timer, um, and he says that that's a very appropriate name, uh, and that's because if you um, if you kind of shorten it, what you get is Rob OT or Robot, uh, and like oh. I just find that like, once I realized that oh that's that's such wonderful coincidence that Rob that Rob the Old Timer shortened gets Robot, I was like I had I need to create a story around this. And that's for another reason why this came about. Definitely, I did not, I did not catch that. I, yeah. I thought the joke was more along the lines of like, he's an old timer, yeah. meaning he's old and that he's like creaking yeah. with like as if he's like rusting away because he's sort of like mechanical as well and like, and stuff. So I kind of got that, but it did not, it did not crush my mind. No, like, okay, to, to be fair, that name has like multiple layers. It's also like, oh, timer and he works with clocks. So that also works. And then he's old, so old timer. Like, that, like it's that kind of thing where there are multiple layers. It's like, it's always very satisfying. When very. Like that. Uh, uh, yeah, so I was like really interested into like how it is. Um, I guess this is sort of a tie to the first question, but why clocks? Oh, uh, why clocks? Mm -hmm. yeah, I, that's an interesting question. I don't think I really thought about that. Um, okay, I guess one thing I can say is that time in general really annoys me in the sense that I always feel like I'm fighting against time, right? I don't know if I've, maybe other people also feel that. It's like somehow it's always rushing or like it's either too slow or too fast. 
like, agree, agree. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. I think in some of the other things that I've written, maybe not necessarily with the Herald, or, but like in general, like often on right, it's always like, man, I hate time, or I'll make time a character and be like, someone is fighting against time itself, where time is an actual person. Um, I don't know. So I think maybe that's where the clocks came from. And also, mechanical devices are quite fun. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess with a as a U of T student, that's definitely <laughs> a thing with like U of T time and like ten minutes to get before your class or whatever, and like your class is from one side of a campus to the X. I'm like, no. So yeah, definitely, time is definitely a frustrating thing. It's kind of like a thing that sort of like traps us in a sense of mortality. Um, so I guess my next question is sort of more of a writer's one in the sense of you talk about like getting a chance that you love writing on your own time and that clearly you do have a, a knack for it but what was the process for coming up with a story writing the story sort of like editing it and that making it you know polished as possible and was there any like frustrating times were there times where you were like maybe this is a good idea for the story or you know just what Tell us about the process. Um, actually, uh, like uh, before doing this, like I was looking at like the Google Doc history of the document just to see, oh, what, were, what was I thinking about before I wrote this? Because it's been a while since I wrote it. Um, it's, I think this one was a funny one because I actually had a very clear idea of where I wanted things to go in the general sense of like, oh, it starts, uh, we start with the introduction of this guy. We see this girl come in, she wants, uh, I think she wants she wants something fixed. I hadn't decided what it should be, but it was like, oh, she wants something fixed. And then Rob uses his crystal, and then uh, we get this. So this is not something that usually happens, but this was one of those nice cases where oh, I had a very clear idea, and like I could in my mind picture very clearly um, the setting and everything, which is like which makes me very pleased that you could see that uh, when you read it. Uh, I think one of the more frustrating pieces. It's always. It's always like the descriptions that I find frustrating of like how much time do you spend describing the things versus the action and like, am I, am I like talking too much about this thing or am I not talking enough? Uh, or like I have this very clear idea in my image, but like in my mind, uh, and how much of that do I put in the writing itself? You know, it, uh, like the story was clear for me, but like uh, I guess getting it down on paper was, was a bit trickier. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate it. I mean, like, you know, coming up with description, I feel like whenever I write, it's like the bare bones, unless I have like a queer image that I want to create in my head and I try to translate it into paper. And that process takes oh. ages, unless you don't have it. <laughs> uh, like, I, okay, I, I just realized, I just remembered, like when you asked like, what was like the most difficult part to write? Um, that part where it says, oh, like that Rob drew energy from the crystal or something. I think that was like, if I had to pinpoint, that was probably the hardest part, right? Just because I, I don't, I don't want to say something like, oh, he, it was, it, it, it's a difficult sentence to phrase because I don't want to say too much there because I want to leave something hanging, but at the same time, I need to say something and I don't want to say something that sounds silly, you know? So that was one that I generally really struggled with. Mm. Yeah, it's a process, something that yeah. we all have to kind of go through and hurdle, and uh, we might cry over it or get frustrated, but like it's a process, and we'll get over to the other side. And I feel like you did pretty good with it, even though you know there were some bumps along the way. 
I I guess I'll ask my final or last question for today. I just but before that, I just wanted to sort of like thank you for coming in and just sharing your story and just getting a chance to talk. It's just really fun, honestly. Um, I just wanted to ask, as a writer yourself, what is your advice to those who are listening, who are writers or trying to write and maybe potentially become contributors of the health themselves? or anything just in general, just maybe they just want to write an article, who knows? Uh, what is your advice to them? Uh, so first, uh, let, let me thank you for, for all your very kind words and for inviting me. This was, this was, I say this was very fun. I don't get to talk about my writing very often. So this was a very unique experience. Um, as for uh, advice, um, I, think, I think the best advice I can really give is just like, just give it a go. Like, you just have to start writing things and then once you do that, things things will come out naturally. Um, it's it's kind of terrible advice, but it's also the best advice I can give. Is like just give things a go. Um, even if like even if you don't write something very good, which is I've done some I've done that plenty of times. You know, there's all there's usually like a kernel or two, or like maybe just a sentence somewhere that really works, and then you can use that somewhere else. Yeah, thank you, Ivesh. It has been a fun thing. I think a lot of people are going to take that to heart. But yeah, it has been a fun time. Um, what do you guys think about it? Um, it was a really fun discussion for me as well, just listening to the creative process and seeing how you can take so many elements from out of nowhere and put it together and create something really cool. Um, so yeah, thanks again. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now to segue into my favorite topic, music. The Innis Herald with every edition this year has been featuring music playlists and recommendations, which is something we have been wanting to highlight, especially as we are now on an audio platform. So our first edition featured a playlist by Ava Chang titled, Where Are the Water Fountains on the 12th Floor of Robarts? A back to school playlist, which featured a lot of indie pop songs like Chinese New Year by Sales. Our second edition featured a playlist by Mayumi Ramos titled Winter Break Blues, which featured a mix of indie and pop songs with mellow vibes, and also had my two all-time favorite sad ubu songs, Andromeda by Way's Blood. Space Song by Beach House. From an empty sea, a flash of Our third edition featured another by Mayumi Ramos titled Romantic Cynicism. Love the title, which also had an indie pop vibe featuring Taylor Swift's Lover. and Crush Culture by Conan Gray. At 
personally really like the way that we can transform the newspaper into something more than just a, risk, a written piece of media. I think it's really cool how we now have the ability to whip out our phones, scan a QR code, and instantly hear music recommendations from other students. As a Spotify playlist lover myself, it's like a love language to me. So I really hope that you have the opportunity to check out these playlists or submit a playlist in our future upcoming editions. Thank you, Josie. And now that we are wrapping up the first episode of the Inner's Herald, I uh, thank you guys for listening so far. I just wanted to chat out some news regarding our Inner's Herald elections um, route that is happening. And if you're wondering what the roles are, the titles are online editor, which has to do with the managing of the website, social media coordinator, which is, well, very self-explanatory, uh, managing editors, editor-in-chief, creative directors, senior copy editor, and layout editor. General members to vote for who they think will fit best for each of the roles opens on March 23rd and closes on April 1st. So if you haven't got a chance to vote now, use the time to do so. To all of those listening and interested in the gift card giveaway, the secret word is clockworker. Make sure to submit the word in the Google form linked in our Instagram bio. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening and big thanks to Rishiv who read his beautiful short story. And as for our very first episode of Innis Podcast, I appreciate all of you guys for listening and hope to see you guys in our next year's edition as well. So stay tuned.